Would you bet a few thousand dollars that you could sink an eight-foot putt? What about 10 grand that you could win a drag race against a Camaro with a thousand horsepower? If you bet $2 million, could you bet it all on one football game? Maybe you wish you could, but you probably wouldn't. Gamblers is about the people who did. From the Ringer Podcast Network, listen to Gamblers Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. All right, welcome back everybody to Surviving the Challenge with none other than Millionaire Jesus, me, <laughs> Tyson Apostle, yeah, and my millionaire sidekick, Amelia Wedemeyer. Wow, Amelia. thanks. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> um, fun episode tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just talking about it before. You know, they've been kind of weaning off of you. However, you still get in some great quotes and it's it's really I mean we got in like a ball jab at Ben and Enzo which I love that was <laughs> maybe you. the highlight of the episode <laughs> for me um but yeah still good still fun and they actually did we'll get to this but they did show you going first Yes, they did. That was great. I'm glad they did that. And they also got my commentary on going first too. So uh, do you think that they put me first because they listened to the podcast? (laughs) We're like, oh, now we can't. He already like said it. I was kind of thinking that. I was kind of thinking maybe. I'm assuming they're always listening. Yeah. So it could have been. I did comment on, uh, I heard and commented on Enzo calling me Jesus. And Mm. uh, they didn't show that on the show. I said, you know, I don't know what uh, other parts of the country are like, but, you know, being compared to what some consider the greatest human of all time is not necessarily a slight. It's not. It's no. Not. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a great point. So, <laughs> And this yeah. is a pretty Christian country. So, I mean, you're in good company, you know? Yes. So, yes. Honestly, so, thanks. Enzo, yeah, thanks. Exactly. No, not, yeah. No offense taken. Exactly. Honestly, I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> 
Exactly. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Uh, yes. We start out. Sarah is like, she is jazzed. She's like, the Fab Five is dead, but it's me, Kayla, and Justine. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Team Sarah, which, you know, clearly she didn't really uh, consult anyone else on the name. But um, yeah, that's the Alliance <laughs> name, Team Sarah with Kayla yeah. and Justine. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. They're doing you a little li- dance. Do you notice how different her attitude is now that she has money in her account? It's so yes. great. It's like, oh, I should pretend to be like a, a to be decent happy. human again. Right. Yeah, exactly. She does a little dance in the bathroom. They're all dancing. Which, yeah. Sure. Love it for them. Um, yeah. We also get our first glimpse, I think real glimpse of uh, Benzo. And yeah. we have Ben saying, Enzo is my sanity, which... Sure, it's. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hang it all on Enzo, but sure, you know, sure, whatever floats your boat. So, yeah, and Benzo was a thing that was happening, and I didn't really fully get the scope of it, and then I started Mm. hearing more and. Ben had called him like the bald eagle brothers and Ben. So he had all these cute <laughs> nicknames for, for the guys. And I was like, Oh, is this, I don't know what this friend, like this friendship has na- a name to it. Multiple mm-hmm. names. All. I don't know. If Enzo knew on, either. No, Enzo, I don't think knew. It's like when you're in elementary school and you're uh, got a girlfriend and they're like, does she know? And they're like, no, if she knew we wouldn't be a boyfriend, girlfriend, you have to keep exactly. that secret. That's how exactly. <laughs> Ben is with Enzo here. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> So, but strangely enough, we didn't get enough of, I just thought there would be more of it. I'm hoping because, there's more next episode okay. because this yeah. is really where it gets weird is where Ben tries to make it okay mm. with Enzo by just Ooh. following him around and laughing super hard at everything oh, he says. God, that's so uncomfortable, but um, kind of fun to watch, honestly. Yeah, it was um, really fun. Like we would sit there and just watch Enzo pass and then Ben, like two seconds later, like trot past catching up and Enzo would be like always moving, trying to get away. To and get Ben away. would always be like a half step behind him. Like, hey, but we're Benzo still. And Ben's like, you just put me in, bro. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Wow. Well, I do hope we get more of that because we got, we just like little glimpses here and there, but that's yeah. okay. Um, I think what's weird. Well, I mean, there's mm-hmm. one episode left, but right. oh my there's gosh. still a female elimination and the final. Right. It's so. going to be double duty. Yeah, it's double excited. duty. Yeah, I mean, I would have liked a, a separate episode for each of these things because yeah. uh, I don't even know if the episode's going to be longer next week. Is I think they said it Two was. Hour? I think they said like a, a double episode or something. Oh, okay. So well, I'm assuming two hours, but... Man, I don't know if I have that kind of an attention span. <laughs> we'll see uh, how it goes once we get there, I guess. Okay, I guess um, so. Okay, it's you and me. We got yep, it. We got um, it. <laughs> <laughs> I also am fascinated by just I don't I mean as someone who has watched Sarah and Ben interact um especially on Winners at War um it's just I'm just fascinated that Ben has just thrown Sarah aside for Angela which I mean it makes me laugh I enjoy it but um I don't know I'm just kind of shocked knowing their history and friendship Yeah it's uh I mean so early on when that whole thing went down with Sarah and I and Ben was kind of there on the outskirts of it, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah came to me and said that I was her number one, which I relayed to Ben and also to Sarah. And that was part of my hesitation of even working with either of them. And I think that that kind of like Ben was like, oh, if Sarah's telling Tyson he's her number one and she's okay with him now telling me this after all of this has blown up, then 
maybe we're not as tight. So then around right. that time, they both came to me at separate instances and were like, I'm, Sarah came to me and she's like, I'm done with Ben. And Ben came to me and was like, I'm done with Sarah. And I was like, that's fine. Both You're of like, those things are thanks fine. Thanks for yeah. telling me. <laughs> yes, <Great>. thank you. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Um, and now they kind of don't just, dist- they're kind of both like on these roller coasters of emotion. And so yeah. they- they haven't been on the same wave of the roller coaster. It's always kind of been opposite. Sure. And so they've always kind of been like one of them's up and one of them's down and that doesn't work. They need to either, they need to be on the same roller coaster or else they're, uh, they, they're going to crash incompatible. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Interesting. So then we get to the main challenge pretty quickly. Uh, very it's quickly. called very quick, like the quickest yeah. yet, uh, which, uh, is crazy because that took us about like four hours to get to. Oh, really? Oh, wow. We drove oh past gosh. so many places. You could have driven a semi down an abandoned oh. street on our way to get to a semi on an abandoned street. <laughs> and when we rolled up in the bus, mm-hmm. like survivor, they cover you. you. You can't see the challenge until you walk up on the challenge. They block it. They The way they route you, it's hard to see. You almost never get to see even a glimpse of the challenge until you walk out into the clearing and Jeff's there with the challenge. And then that's the first time you see it. On this show, you generally get like an idea of what you're doing way in advance. But on this, on this particular moment and challenge, they were like, everybody close all the shades to the bus keep them closed. Don't look out. Don't open them. Enzo's peeking out the side of the shade. And I'm like, Enzo, Enzo, what do you see? And he's like, stunts. And I was like, but what kind? He's like, stunts, you know, stunts. And I was like, there's a lot of stunts here. Like, what stunt do you see? He's like, stunts, bro, stunts. And I was like, I don't know what the definition, yeah, I don't know what the definition of stunts is in uh, Jersey. Is that where he's from? I looked it up. Yes, he is. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of different stunts under the the word stunt. So right. it was pretty funny that I got no information from him and he thought he That's was telling amazing. me everything. R- of course. I. Yeah. You know- <laughs> it's stunts, bro. Why do you keep asking me? It's stunts. Enzo is like, to me, he's like a, a character from a Ben Affleck movie or something. You know, he's just, yeah. he's just like a guy from the he, East Coast. Yeah, just he sure is. Tr- trying to... <laughs> I don't know, find his footing in the world. And yeah. um, I enjoy it. And especially and this episode. The best place to put his footing is uh, in Jersey. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not on a stunt. Especially yeah, not on a stunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the challenge is called Code Crossing. It's yes. a men's elimination challenge. Yeah. And it, it, like... You're saying it's an abandoned, just, well, not abandoned. It's an abandoned, it's like an empty airfield, like a private empty airfield is what it was. And uh, there are these huge, like, semi-trucks, and you go two at a time, one person on one side, another person on the other side. Mm -hmm. And so you go head to head, and there are pegs, and you have to take uh, these pegs, and you have six to begin with. And you, you can get to place them, six anywhere on the board. Okay, yeah. Before wherever you, begin. you want. Right. Mm-hmm. And they have like a little, like, you know, on like the game battleship where you're like E40, like, yes. like kind of that area that you can put it to begin with. Yeah. I think it was actually an old version of battle, Battlefield oh, that they, Okay. Yeah. Nice. The, um, <laughs> the props and, department used that. Yeah, I believe it. Um, E47. <laughs> and um, so then you have to go from the back to the front and you mm-hmm. if you get that far you pull the cord and then like some smoke comes out if you fall off the truck you get disqualified and then you only have three minutes 
to get it done, which seems like not a bunch of time. And I thought it was going to seem like an infinite amount of time. Really? Oh, wow. And it was literally so fast. That time passed so fast. Like it was crazy how fast it, like I didn't feel like I'd hardly moved and I hadn't moved that far, but it like moved crazy fast. Right. And we also very fast get a quick Kiki mention, Uh, maybe Mm -hmm. the fastest of the season. Uh, Danny says, Kiki would tell me you better come out and kill it, which I feel like she probably tells him that every single uh, challenge. Um, Morning. You think yeah. that there's like a vinyl lettering on his mirror bathroom mirror yes. that's like, you better get out there and kill it as he's yeah. like brushing Kiki. his teeth. He's like, okay, here we go. Today's <laughs> the day, killing it again. Doing it for Kiki. I love Doing it. it for exactly. Kiki. Yeah. Um, and so we see you and David, like you said, you were essentially, I think David called you guys the test dummies. Which yeah. And that's what it felt like. But honestly, I feel like they've run this on the uh, they have. MTV challenge. Uh-huh. And if I would have just watched one of those seasons, mm-hmm. I probably would have had enough information to know to lay the pegs. But one thing the challenge does really good in editing in general, when you watch the challenge on TV, you don't a lot of times fully get the most dominant strategy. Like they keep that mm. secret from the viewers a little bit. And I don't know if it's because there could be future people coming up to play the game or whatever. Got it. But uh, I noticed that as I rewatched or watched for the first time a f- couple or a few episodes, I was like, it's not fully showing me like the process here. And so I was ashamed. Like I should have known <laughs> like moving the feet pieces was going to be very tricky. I mean, I think you did it's hard because I mean, I don't know what I would have done either. And you and David kind of had the same thought, which is to kind of get those pegs in towards the front. So you kind of have room to go Some where movement, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what you both end up doing. Uh, you comment that it, it's harder than you thought and mm. there was nowhere to place your feet. So yeah. did you, when with these pegs, did you put them, I guess, higher up? then because we didn't like totally no see we it, just but... i just put them straight up into it and then they were done so i put okay. like six kind of like pegs like go moving up into the bulk oh, of the okay. field of of uh pe- of whatever so holes holes yeah and then i was done and so then i was having to put a peg to hold high and then take another peg and reach way down and put it so i could stand on it and that was taxing on the body dangling from one arm sure. trying to put another one in so that's where laying it all out on the bottom as all of your foot placements was definitely right. like the best way to go. Ben, his strategy was going to be to put all six pegs right at the very end. So when he was most tired, he would be oh. able, but he would have never gotten that far. He would have definitely taken last had say. he done that, but he got to watch everybody. And it's interesting with the challenge because you finish a challenge. I finished, I know I did horrible, but I can have someone protect me in Angela, mm-hmm. someone in my alliance, Danny, mm-hmm. Ben at this moment. So like you're trying to share information with them. Like it's going to be easier if you do this. But at the same time, you don't want to share it with the people that you don't want to win. So, right. but then you also don't want to alienate people who don't necessarily know that they're not with you. And so it's like a whole thing. So there is a little bit of a strategy there. Right. So 
Yeah, while we were watching this pegboard challenge, my daughter, uh, Bergen, turns to me and is like, what do you think is harder to play, Survivor or the challenge? Which would you, which was harder? And I was like, I mean, that's hard for me because I think Survivor is much harder, but I enjoy it more because I love the ocean and the beach and I love like coconuts and fending for yourself a little bit. So like, I love Mm -hmm. that aspect of it. So I take a lot of pleasure there uh, versus the challenge. There's not that aspect to it. So I was like, I think the survivor is harder, but I love doing it more. And I asked her and Bergen was like, Bergen seven. She was like, I would rather do the challenge. And I was like, okay, to each their own. (laughs) Yeah. You made the wrong choice, but sure. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would love to see Bergen and Marlo on the challenge or survive. I would love, yeah, both. Honestly, if they're down to do both, I would watch. Yeah. Bergen's been on Survivor once on the family visit at Winners at War. But I mean, like actually, you know, like being one of the people competing. Are either of these shows going to exist in 11 years? I I definitely think so. Yeah. A hundred percent. Both of them. I really do believe that. There is a large fan base, larger than I think we even know. And, you know, again, people have rediscovered Survivor in the pandemic, myself included. I mean, I I watched it when I was younger and then I took some time off, but I'm back. And I always tell people, like, you got to watch it. And it's becoming... Like, I used to watch The Bachelor with people, but now I watch Survivor with people. And it's, I gotta say, it's clearly the better show. Yeah. Well, it is starting up in two weeks. It is. And you will be hosting a podcast. The pod has spoken. We'll be right back. Here so, the, uh, but for now, TV. you get us on Surviving the Challenge, which is it's also true. a very good podcast, uh, critically acclaimed. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, so then we get, uh, you know, the pegs and everything. I, I think you bring up a good point when you were saying that they don't show everyone's strategy. They showed yours and David's strategy because it was first and you guys kind of were the test dummies, like David said. And then they show Angela's strategy, which is to create a walkway on the bottom. And Correct. This was clearly the the smart the smartest move for her, but I also thought it was a very smart move. Was she the original one to come up with this? Um, I think she. I think it was kind of a group effort, like okay, but it was kind of like there's nowhere to put your feet, and then she was like, "Oh, okay." So I think she did come up with it. Uh, Dom, I think, did it too, but I don't mm. think he told anybody. I think he tried to keep oh. it secret. Yeah. Which Sneaky. was brilliant as well. Yeah. And then Angela like did it and uh and she was like, she came to me, she's like, Do you think I should do it this way? It's like, yeah, you should do it that way. That's genius. So uh yeah, and it was very impressive to see her as the only person yeah. to get to the top. She killed it. It was amazing. Yeah. She pulls yeah. the cord, the smoke comes out, it was awesome. And it's interesting because I didn't Watching it, I didn't know. I was like, wait, so who... They didn't really show us who was like in the lead or whatever, but it turns out that Ben that Ben wins. Yeah, barely by uh, over Dom, just okay. by a little bit, yeah. Got and they it. both played the same strategy as Angela. Neither of them could just get as far. Go off, Angela, yes. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, love Angela. Has she proven herself yet? Oh my God. Oh, gee, I don't know. 
And of course, Sarah is disqualified. Um, yeah, of course. She of talked course. a big game <laughs> and uh, immediately got disqualified. And same with Kayla. She yeah. like a second in, which made me laugh. She was waving Just a case everyone. of the wobble arms. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I'm, I'm sure sometimes it doesn't, I'm thinking it doesn't probably totally feel like you've got it or you might think you've got it in. But then you don't, and you're like, oh, God. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot to it. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, they explained it all to you. It was sure if you put weight on the pegs, then they held oh. themselves in the hole. Okay. But if you unweighted the pegs, they would slide it in and out. Got it. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. And then was it even, I mean, obviously you're on these trucks and they're going what I assume is pretty, pretty fast. It doesn't feel it because you're not. Really? you're not focused on the movement of the truck at all. All sure. you're focused on is the board, which is like a foot in front of your face, <laughs> six inches in front of your face. Right. So you're literally okay. like not even paying attention or looking. And it's going so fast that literally like, I thought I had just barely started. And when I heard TJ's horn, I was like, what? There's no way we got all the way down that runway. And then I'm looking around like, well, we're here, I guess. So. <laughs> okay. It probably what? pushed the rocket boosters for David and I in my turn. <laughs> It wasn't windy, like besides, uh, I mean, that's the other thing I didn't, I don't, I'm sure it was from the movement of the truck, but I also didn't like, I was so hyper-focused yeah. on just the pegboard that nothing else was even a distraction. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. I, I feel like you're saying if it's like right in front of your face and that's what you're yeah. focused on, that would probably yeah. be the only thing you'd be focused on. Stunts, bro. <laughs> Stunts, as Enzo would say. Exactly. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, David is the loser on all this. Is Did that you... unfortunate? Well, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't you, but it, I like David. You know, he, he's made me laugh with his dumbbell on the, the treadmill, uh, yeah, which yeah. I'm sad they never brought that back. Um, you know, so good. Uh, yeah, I like David too. Out of the two, I would have preferred to see David win. I did enjoy watching this battle because it was oh, like, sure, it was long. It took a long time, and you could tell that both guys were gassed at the end. And that's what I think an elimination should be. Like, it could have been a lot different if it was mm -hmm. a big mismatch or something. But I think it was very evenly matched. Both yeah. guys wanted it, and uh, they both battled, and that made it fun. Uh, they didn't play it the way I would have. Like neither of them rushed each other. Like as soon okay. as the bell dings, you got to get in there. And they both would kind of stand back and hesitate and look at each other. And right. uh, Danny and I, they showed a little bit of Danny and I commentating on the yeah the the actual elimination. <laughs> yeah. And Danny, it was so funny because we'd go back and forth oh. like I think David David's gonna win, and Danny's like these are the softest two guys I've ever seen. <laughs> do anything like this and i was like who's winning he's like i i think uh enzo and then as soon as david put the first ball in i looked at him I was like it's over dude you see how long it took one score to happen here nobody's scoring any more balls and then uh yeah went back and forth that's okay yes and we will talk more about that i just want to quickly talk about the pre-elimination because okay. we do have angela and ben and they grab david and david says i want dominic or tyson mm-hmm Watching that back where you're like, wow. No, I knew that happened. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, come on. I'm uh, driving this whole thing. You think I don't know <laughs> okay, what's happening point. behind good closed point. doors? I know. The second that they come in, Angela looks over at me and I was like, like I point at me and she's like, <laughs> and then she also points to Dom. She points to me and Dom while her and Ben are walking into the bedroom. And I'm like, okay, okay. so I have some work. But then Angela's like, there's, there's no way it's going to be you. 
There's right. no way it's going to be you, but it could be Dom. Maybe right. if, you know, it's kind of weird. And I was like, well, I'm not that attached to Dom. That's fine <laughs> by me. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> and so, but that's how Ben was. Like he promised you the world. I was going to say. And then the second he has any amount of power, he's like, I don't know what to do. I have to do something irrational. And you're like, okay, that's fine. Absolutely but wild. honestly, his best play is to take me out. It's the final. Well, We're sure. getting into the final. But people in this moment are not certain it's the final or not. They don't tell us like, this is your last elimination. Okay, interesting. So I kept people believing that there would be another elimination. Oh, nice. that was to be like, if you put me in, I come back and there's another elimination. That's now a problem for for you. Right, right. So my goal in these moments was to keep people believing there would be more eliminations leading into the final. Nice. So were you going around just being like, you know, I think there might be another one after this. I even went so far as to be like, I heard oh, production talking good. and there's a there's one more men's elimination. Come <laughs> I on. I like this. Yeah, you gotta you weaponize production too. You can't they're all there. It's so why not true. weaponize them? Uh, smart. And again, that's why you you've gone on these shows. You you've won them. I mean, yes, exactly. Um I also found it interesting going back to the Ben thing, he of course, freaking throws Angela under the bus. He's like, it feels yeah. more like Angela's decision than mine. And it's like, uh, and then he goes to Enzo and he's like, I, unfortunately it's Angela. Right. While Enzo, um, is steaming, steaming what appears to be like a Hanes beefy tea, like yeah. something that should uh, not it's be his steamed. nicest shirt. Okay. Love that. Yeah. It's um, his church shirt. Oh, they, okay. uh, they, they made us, go wrinkle free to all of our interviews. Oh. And one thing that really bothered people is that I never steamed or ironed any of my clothes out ever. And so I would always show up to the interviews with very wrinkly clothes (laughs) and they'd be like, they're so wrinkly. I was like, it's kind of my thing. And they'd be like, fine, whatever Tyson. And uh, so, and then people would be like, at one point I walked in, I was walking through and Sarah's like, are you going to an interview? And I was like, yeah, I'm going right now. And she's like, they're not going to let you wear that shirt. It's too wrinkled. I was like, I bet you $10 they will. And she's like, if you come out with that shirt on and they let you wear that, I will give you $10. And I was like, mm. deal. And I walk up there. They don't even mention how wrinkly my shirt is. They just go straight into the interview. And I come I out and it. collect my $10 from Sarah. <laughs> See? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. They just are like, yeah, we'll take you however you want to be. Yeah, so they, but they did encourage people to steam and keep things. I would go and like hang it up and flatten them and stuff, but I wasn't going to be over at the steamer. I mean, you know, that takes time. Exactly. And I, all you've got is time in that house. But also, who cares? Exactly. (laughs) That's right. You can go take a nap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't get on TV seven times because I care about my image. Exactly. By playing by the rules, no. Yeah. You're Maverick. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So the steamer was a fixture there as people tried to straighten up for interviews. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Cause I thought that was, I thought that was funny. I was like, Oh, yeah. so I'm good. sure that his, his, uh, tank top had come from the laundry or something. And right. they, he was going for an interview and wanted to show off his arms. So he's like, you know, got to steam this thing out. 
Right. Um, So he's obviously kind of pissed because uh, Angela and Ben, she uh, rightly so is like, I mean, well, one, she actually won the whole thing. And Mm -hmm. and also you guys are in an alliance. So I don't it's it's just kind of baffling the way in which Ben is going about this. I think, again, I I mean, to his credit, I'm the biggest threat there. I, and Dom, I, get, I don't understand. Other than he wants to be with Benzo, uh, Bald Eagle Brothers, whatever. Sure, okay. Uh, but uh, for me, it makes sense to me. Like I'm the biggest threat. This is your moment to do it. This happens to people who are best friends in games like this all the time. I'm not yeah. even his best friend, and so if he can take the shot, he should. But the nature of this game with a guy and a girl winning is that you don't have complete control even if you win the challenge. And so right. that's uh, your safety net as as someone, yeah. you know, as me. Like my safety net is that Angela won and so I'm safe. Right, exactly. And that's another thing. It's like she was going to save you kind of no matter what. So for him mm-hmm. to just even try Mention to push it. it yeah, yeah, it was kind of stupid in my opinion, but whatever. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, You're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA, I make calls, I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it, you can work out in it, you can go outside, you can go shopping down your local wherever, and you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. And then we get a great uh, interview with Desi and she's like, I don't want to run a final with Enzo or David. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, I guess I would pick David over Enzo, but I don't really want to run a final with either of them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing that like is so funny is that it seems like Kayla and Justine and Sarah want me gone. <laughs> yeah. Which is so weird because it's like, if they're swimming, I'm dragging any one of you three to the win of that leg of right. the final. So well, exactly. Yeah. And so, and I'm not your competition. Your competition is the females. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I thought that you and Justine, when you guys worked together, you guys were a great team. Um, I thought so too. We were really good pairing. Yeah. yeah. And then for some reason, like when the whole Sarah Tyson thing blew up, like, I guess I didn't spend enough time coddling her or something. And Sarah like got in her ear and it worked. And to Sarah's yeah. credit, that's great. Sure. Inconsequential to me. Right. Um, and then we have, you know, Enzo being like, like you said, like choosing Dom over me. It's like, yeah, yes, that's sorry. That's what's going on. I guess. Would you have told David because Angela tells David, I wouldn't have told anybody anything. Right. What's the point of doing that? Exactly. So then he just, just gets kind of deal with. Yeah. yeah. But for me being there and knowing that Ben kind of wants me on the chopping block and uh, Enzo having this immature blow up, mm-hmm. I knew for sure that there's no going back. Like you cannot correct from kind of being an asshole. Like the second you like heat up against somebody who has power, it, like the, how do you, how do you backpedal and backtrack from that? And David and Enzo yeah. were both doing that. And so I was just yeah. like, you guys are just digging yourself in deeper. Like that's not how you play a game of social strategy. Right. Yeah, exactly. But and then like, you're that's also- hard. Like you got to keep your emotions in check. And if you can't yeah. in those moments where the cards are down, then that's very detrimental to your game and your image. And and we kind of see that, you know, mm-hmm. so which leads us to the elimination and it's called balls in. And we've seen this before. Um, it is it's a classic challenge game. You've got a giant ring with a mm-hmm. goal in the middle. One person is on offense. The other person is on defense. And uh, that's one round where you go one person in offense, other person defense, and then they switch. Yeah. Um, and obviously the offense's goal is to score and the defense's goal is to not have the offense score. So to defend. And it goes for five rounds. And like you were saying earlier, it, these guys were just giving it everything and they looked so gassed. Like, mm-hmm. Almost after the first round, it, they yeah. looked exhausted. That's what you wanted in an elimination. That's I don't think true. I would have looked or felt as gassed as those guys did after one round. Because I think <laughs> these challenges, like a lot of people watch them and they're like, oh, that's brute strength. Yeah. It's not. Like if you can get in this moment where like it takes a lot of time, it's more endurance than strength. Sure. Well, and yeah, so, especially for this. If one round is going like one person doing offense and defense and then switching and that's yeah. one round like yes clearly you're going to be there for a long time how long do you think they were there doing it i don't know uh 20 30 20 minutes wow maybe. but that's a long time to wrestle wow, uh, that's really long yeah yeah and that's that wrestle in the sand and run in the sand and stuff and that's what i'm saying like a lot of these challenges, a lot of viewers are like, that's brute strength. It's not, it's endurance. It's mostly endurance. Unless you have somebody who just like a football player who charges and slams somebody 
and gets it over with really quick, it's going to be mostly endurance, more endurance than strength. Right. And I mean, there's different levels as a pro cyclist. There's, yeah. you know, there's pure endurance, there's muscular endurance and muscular endurance is the ability to fire your muscles over and over again. It's like the difference between doing 10 pushups and 50 pushups. Like you're not lifting more weight. You're just lifting more weight a bunch more times. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And do, obviously you were sitting by or standing by Danny was, and he was jazzed about this. Was he yeah. like, I want to go in and do this. Cause you know, he played in the NFL. No, no. Okay. I mean, I don't think so. I think he was jazzed to not be there doing it sure. and just like to watch it. And also like, the fact that Enzo and David were both like kind of ridiculously angry leading mm, into it. Uh, right. That people were actually a little more uh, happy, elated to uh, watch watch it go down. Yeah. And they, they both really wanted to stay. Um, and it was interesting because we would see them go at it and, you know, it's edited. So it's like, oh, really intense, which it is really intense. But then we have TJ and he's like, OK, let's go. Let's get it. Come on. Get back into position. So yeah. they didn't really get much like rest time. They got a little bit of rest, not much. And uh, they went way longer. So what there were a lot of times where they were like in a deadlock with mm. one of their faces in the sand Ooh. and, and TJ would have to be like, okay, the game isn't just to pin <laughs> someone down. The game is to get up. You got to get yeah. the ball out of play or in the goal. And so there were a couple of times where, uh, he had to like stand both the guys up kind of, mm. and kind of reset a little bit and then start going again. Oh, wow. Yeah. What would have been like your, would it, your strategy would have been to like go hard. I think someone no. mentioned, Going hard the first time, like the first round. Oh, uh, that was uh, Enzo. He was like, he wanted to make it hard so that David knew it was going to be hard the first round. Yeah. My goal would have been to just draw it out as long as possible. Interesting. I like, like that I don't to wear the go, other person down. Yeah, because I have superior endurance. So I don't right. want to have it be a battle of strength. I want it to have it be a battle of endurance. So if Got I could it. get someone to play my game where we're wrestling for a long time. It's mm -hmm. a super long, like, and drawn out. I don't want any of the rounds to end quickly. I like that. Okay. Yes, that's good. That's good. And I guess they were, I think I want to say it was Alyssa who said that David didn't really play defense that well. He was exhausted. Oh. Like he could, his eyes were like rolling in the back of his head. Oh, yeah. You could, you could see bad. like the first little bit, he was okay. He scored the first point. Right. And then they both, you could tell that both of them were just like, I don't know if I have this, have it in me to even continue doing this. And both of them got real, you know, it's like when you see like a amateur boxing night oh. and both guys are just like leaning foreheads against each other, trying to take a nap. Yeah. And that's like how these guys that's were. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And yeah. we also met, uh, see that Enzo mentions uh, that he's going against his BFF, David. Mm -hmm. which I didn't I know that because I, I thought really Ben sweet. was his, I see that's too. Mm, I was like, oh, oh interesting. Yes. That's a friendship triangle. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so it, it's very evenly matched, like you said, and they go back and forth. And obviously David scored, I think the first round and then it yeah. goes zero, 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 zero until 
like a four? Enzo scores, yeah. I think Enzo the, scores maybe the third or fourth round. Okay. And then he scores the last round. Then he scores the last, the last round. And round five, I was baffled. And it seemed like a lot of people were baffled watching. David starts out round five. It, he is on offense. And he tries to shoot the ball. Yeah, three-pointer. Oh, and misses. I was like, go. Yeah. Oof. I, yeah. I mean, I guess he did it because he was just so gassed. How Mary, so yeah. exhausted. Yeah, it didn't make sense. But at the same time, you're like, if you can't do anything else, like, yeah, maybe, maybe that works. Right. So, Man. yeah. And then he didn't chase his rebound either. He just like kind of stood there and was like, <sighs> I know. Mm, I'm too tired to do anything. I think oh. he was done. Like there was a moment where Enzo was on top of him, pushing David's face in the sand. Oh. And David was flopping his feet like a fish out of water, kind of like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was very comical, but also like, sure, but also tired. sad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yikes. Okay. And then, um, and like you said, Enzo scores, he wins the elimination. Um, David is sad, which makes mm-hmm. me sad. Cause I like David. Um, yeah. And Enzo, you know, he's once again, he is he's jazzed from winning this elimination. He's like, I can't win a challenge, but I can win an elimination. Oh, he threatens. He threatens everybody on the stage, too. <laughs> he's like, you mother effers, you're totally in for it. I'm coming for you. Right. And I'm like, and I'm laughing. I'm like, OK, this guy, <laughs> he definitely can bark when he's down in the arena, yeah. not with anybody. And Danny, because Danny hates when anybody disrespects either him or somebody he respects, which I love about Danny. That's why I will roll with Danny anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny looks at me. He's like, I'm going to have to find out who Enzo meant those words for before Ooh. I decide how I feel about Enzo. And I'm like, yeah, Danny, I like this. <laughs> right. And then Enzo gets up and immediately is like, I'm so sorry. Like sometimes you just say it, like totally backpedals within like seconds of like threatening everybody. Uh. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, the words just got the best of me on, you know, how it goes. <laughs> it was just it was something just... the adrenaline took over. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And we also see they do like a little shot of him afterwards, which I think it was outside of the arena or something, but he's like, I'm taking pesos and pennies. I thought yeah. that was funny. I was like, nice. Pesos and pennies. Yeah. Though One neither, cent. Yeah. Neither are worth a lot. Right. Which... But some people will settle for any amount to go on TV. And clearly that's Enzo, which, you know what? I appreciate uh, because it was it was comical and fun and, you know, kind of inconsequential. But we um, saw a lot of Enzo this episode. We haven't seen much of him this season. Yeah. I would also like to know um, Ben came into the elimination rocking kind of like a a college bartender in 2011 look. And uh, he had like the Kangol hat on that Enzo usually wears. Yeah. Did Enzo give him that hat or did no, Ben No, I think just they randomly... both had him. I think oh, they both okay. had him. And uh Was that the initial spark like, "Oh, you have a Kangol hat? Me too." The Newsies uh, cap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know what the initial spark was, honestly, but uh yeah, Enzo had some good stories out there. Most were inappropriate sure. for TV. <laughs> uh, uh but like they were funny and Sure. And so yeah, it was fun to listen to him talk and you're also like, "Man, this guy's life is Sad, but hilarious. Okay. Damn. I wish we could have gotten like some extra CBS.com content. Yeah. I about mean, he Enzo's has one. Life. He has one where he talks about uh, applying for a job he saw. He got all dressed up for it and oh. it goes in and it ends up being like Cran sells door to door selling like art kits. Well, and 
he's like, I don't want to do this. So he like has this guy who's training him, drive him around. They go out and Enzo pretends to knock on doors, but doesn't actually knock on any doors. Wow. Like, oh, nobody's home. I didn't sell any. <laughs> and then at the end of like, the guy like confronts him on it. It's like, you're not really knocking on the door. He's like, nah, this isn't for me. I just got to go home. And uh, I had a similar story about working the night shift in a grocery store. So we did Ooh. bond over those moments where we both took jobs and then realized they were not for us within minutes of, of starting them. I like that. It, will we see a, I'm trying to think of like your portmanteau, like Taizo? Yeah, yeah. I think Taizo is next. <laughs> Taizo moment, I don't maybe? think Enzo has enough love for me to okay. uh, come up with a pet name for our friendship. Damn. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, so after we see Enzo win his elimination, we do get what I thought was a fun coming next on the season finale. And it looks snowy. Um, I think you say you can't feel your hands. Uh, yeah, I don't remember saying that, but it just <laughs> seems like I did. Right. Yeah. Might be the hypothermia. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think Danny said it was like the worst night of his life. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to watch this finale. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Did we get anything else from it? I don't remember. Just, I mean, again, we got shots. It's just interesting because I don't, what, what time of year was this filmed? This was filmed, we were there in March and April. Okay. In the Southern Hemisphere. Go, okay, got it. So we, so we're are moving into winter. Right. And because even though it does, I wouldn't say it looked like summery or anything, but it mm -hmm. did look, you know, I guess in some of the locations we see, you can't really tell what season it is, but there is no, like, it doesn't look like, wow, it looks so hot or like, wow, it yeah. looks so cold. It's just like, it looks kind of normal. It, yeah. It looks average. Right. But then we do get shots of some snow and I was yeah. like, Ooh, snow. That's exciting. Yeah. We go to a different location. Got, okay. Got it. Um, to the mountains we go. That's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. And it's good for me because Probably of everybody there, I'm the only one that's ever jogged up a mountain for fun. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Use that endurance. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Would you like to say anything else about upcoming or any? Upcoming. Any teasers? So we yeah. did touch on the Benzo stuff a little bit, but I right. want to wait to and see if to they really show any other dive next into week. it. Sure, yeah. sure. I mean, okay. I pretty much gave you the gist of it, but I really hope that we get some type of like mashup of Ben chasing Enzo around. Yeah, especially because like, you know, we can tell that Enzo is, he's hyped from winning this week, yeah. the elimination. And now I want to see him back in the house, like not talking to Ben, you know, just being angry yeah. about it. I mean, he kind of like uh, was a little gloomy Gus for a little while. Sure. And, uh, but he, yeah, he's kind of a gloomy Gus. He kind of apologized to people for- mm -hmm you know, being out of line with his words a little bit. And then, okay. uh, and then that was it. Like it was, uh, it was not as eventful as the, uh, Sarah debacle mm. of 2020. And I have to say like, you know, like for as much as I didn't get along with Sarah in the mm -hmm. house and as miserable as she made the experience for me in general, just by being around mm -hmm. that cop energy. Sure. It's really hilarious to watch on TV. Like <laughs> maybe she's great for TV and I was just too close to it to see it. I think maybe. Yeah. That cop energy is really, really hilarious. It is pretty great. I mean, yeah. she, and she, I love that we, we get it. We've gotten it from Survivor. Um, you know, like 
I'm a cop. I know people. I do this for a living. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, we haven't gotten any uh, sound bites like that this time. But uh, like, we are getting the cop energy. We we got it last week, which was great. Yeah. Where she was like, "You got to block Angela." And yeah, that was, that was who, fun wait, watch. who, why, what are they doing? Uh, I'm just gonna keep moving because we got to keep moving. I like the double right. point too. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Can you say that to, in her uh, thing? I'm coming for you, Angela. <laughs> I, so I hope we get more of that maybe next week. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's a women's elimination, you know. Yeah, it should be. Uh, yeah, I love. <laughs> so I'm coming around. I'm loving okay. the cop energy as a viewer. Yeah, as so, a participant. Uh, maybe not so much. Very off-putting. <laughs> sure, but it's all for TV, all for entertainment. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, all you fans that I dealt with that so that we could get that cop energy on camera. That content. It's so great. Content's king. It really is. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much to Tyson Apostle, my co-host, Challenge God. Thank you to our producer, Kaya McMullen. And thanks to everyone for listening. We will be back, I guess, with like the a final super, episode. A super episode. A super-sized episode, episode probably. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I'll be on the road, but I'll be in a probably a nice hotel room. Oh, good. And uh, we will uh, delve into however long the episode is. We will be a little bit shorter than that. Perfect. I cannot wait. Me neither. See you next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.